G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. But a real salvation brought a change. I found true life in Jesus' name. Mm. My walk, my talk is not the same. And I don't care if they call me strange. Well, that is the sound of Ed Williams. He is a brand new artist to Vision 180 and also my guest on tonight's show on the phone from Mississippi tonight. Hey, Ed, thank you so much for being part of the show. Oh, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. It's such a humbling opportunity. I just wanted to be here to listen and to give you guys another platform, I guess, to express how you guys are feeling. So from someone who's in Mississippi, what's it like there right now? Yeah, for sure. So we're clearly dealing with the deaths of um, of, of, of George Floyd, of Ahmaud Aubrey, of even Breonna Taylor. I mean, although these deaths haven't happened, particularly in Mississippi, we're definitely feeling the weight of it nationwide. And so in Mississippi, um, I did witness that we had a peaceful protest. And for a state that has been really, really known for its racism in years past, that's mm. a step forward for us. And because the fact that it wasn't just African-Americans protesting, but it was people of multiple ethnicities, it shows we are in a step in the right direction. But you have states that are surrounding us, states that are more in the north part of the nation that are really, really going through. A lot of riots are are really kind of being being promoted on social media. And you'll see every now and then that people are beginning to protest peacefully. But what's being promoted right now is mainly the, the bad. And it's not good mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, over here we're seeing the riots and I guess the bad side of it. But there's also a lot of great things happening. There's people praying for each other. There's, you know, as you said, people of all different colours protecting uh, black people when they're out there marching against the police. And for someone in your situation, how are you feeling personally at the moment? Like, I can't even begin to imagine what it feels like uh, for you. Yeah, it's honestly, it's really, really hard. It's really, really hard to see a human being um, being just killed senselessly, but also honestly seeing a person that's of your own ethnicity um, that's not even given an opportunity to really defend themselves legally or even physically. It's really hard to see that um, coming from an African-American perspective, like the things that we've gone through as a people, um, it's, it's it, right now it's forcing us to really be transparent that that this stuff really hurts. And so lately what these uh, what these what these murders have done, it's really forced me to have conversations with people around me, um, not being silent on the fact that, you know, we are really experiencing something bad here. I've been led to just ask people, how is your soul? Um, how are you feeling? And honestly, a lot of people are saying it is really affecting them. They're really sad. They're really frustrated. They don't know how to deal with their emotions because they feel powerless. And so it, it's 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 hard and that it is it is a beautiful thing that there is hope in Christ, but it's also challenging to think that we have so much more work to do here in America. Um, and are we willing to actually do that? So it's just forced me to just get uncomfortable, talk about the fact that we do have a lot of bad things going on, but what can we do to get those things right? Lighting up the way, lighting up the space I take, lighting- 
Well, and it's a it's a crazy world at the moment, not just with uh, the riots happening in America, but also the pandemic. It's just, you know, it is a fallen world, but it's amazing that, as you said before, you've been able to share the gospel in all of this. So have you actually led anyone to Jesus? Yeah, it's been a beautiful, it's, it's so bittersweet, but yet beautiful at the same time, because being able to witness to people about God's grace. Um, now, when you go into this racism part, it's a lot more challenging because, of course, I'm African-American, but I have so many friends that are of different races, of different cultures, some of who are not even Christian. Um, and having the conversation about Christ with some people who are not as willing to change and see racism for what it truly is, that's the kind of harder part for me to adjust to. And it's, I'm, I've actually had to go back to the drawing board and say, how can I present Christ in such a conflicted moment in our history? That's hard for me. What have right? you experienced in your own life as far as racism goes? And you know, I've been a blessed and privileged person. I'm 26, and and for most of my life, I've had a really strong two-parent household. Um, they raised me in church. They taught me how to duck myself when a police. Um, or pull me over. They taught me how to communicate, even when I feel like I'm being wrongly convicted or, uh, or 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 shown prejudice toward. But there were times where I really was just like, "Wow, racism is a real thing." Um, in particular, when I was, I want to say maybe ten or eleven, my uncle and my dad were driving around in a really nice neighborhood. My uncle lived in that particular area, um, and we were just driving around. It was later on at night. We were just getting a feel for the area because it was new to me. And for no apparent reason, we were pulled over. The conversation and the way that it was given, it was so different for me because I never experienced that. And just listening to how tense that car was that night, it really showed me, like, this thing is real. Um, It actually put me in a place to where I was like, I'm African-American. And for whatever reason, that can sometimes be assumed as a negative thing. And so I really kind of, it, that kind of stuff followed me around a lot. Even as I got older, just being followed around your own neighborhood, driving your own car and doing it, it, it's, it's just interesting things. Um, in particular, one time I actually was speeding and I got pulled over and I was so afraid because of all the things I've seen on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't articulate my words very well, um, but it was because those events in my past and those events that I saw on television, they really scarred me. Um, and so it's been a, I've, I've been a blessing. It's been a blessing for me to really kind of navigate throughout life without having to get into much trouble. But it's also been challenging because in the back of my mind, one moment can literally make a break. Like, I don't know if, if I reach in my pocket that something is going to happen because I'm trying to get my ID. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that crosses my mind when I've been pulled over. Do I need to have my phone or record? Um, but also in that, in that moment on the flip side of things, when I've learned to keep myself under control and I've learned to like take my time, breathe, um, just be in, in compliance with the officer, I've really seen some great people in that route, but I've definitely experienced racism in my life and it's mm-hmm. something that I really wish would change. Ed, before you were talking about uh, how you've actually been able to share the gospel with people during uh, this tough time at the moment, which is great. I mean, that's one thing we can certainly be doing. But what else can we be doing as a church right here, right now? I really think that that we should take the time to genuinely have conversations with people that are not churched. 
What I mean by that is there are a lot of people who may have never entered into a church. They may not really be strong in their faith. Some of them may not even be Christian. But I think we should really take the time to listen to what they have to say. Um, listen to how they really feel in this moment. Um, listen to what's going on in their own personal lives because this this moment is a great opportunity for the church to be the hope and the light of the world. But if we don't get outside of our comfort zones, if we don't get outside of our churches and, 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 and reach people that are not like us, don't look like us, we're going to miss a moment. So I think we could really start by having conversations with people, even if we're not like protesting on the front lines, um, just reach out to somebody, somebody that may not even be the same race as you, um, check on them, see how they're doing, develop relationship with them. Also, I think it's really important for us to 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 not be ashamed of our faith, um, because I really believe that even though things are really twisted here, um, that the spirit of Christ triumphs and trumps the law, like how Jesus did in the scripture. If it had not been for his spirit, we would still be bound to something that we could not do on our own. And so it, it, lately, it's really pushed me personally to not be ashamed of God's grace and to actually present it when people are really getting angry and they saying, I don't know how to control my anger. Um, well, that's a great opportunity for me to be a light. And I don't have to like be dogmatic with scripture, but just point them to, hey, you know, God is God has this under control. Um, let's take our time. Let's step back. Let's reassess the moment. And let's just find the good things in life. So I really think it starts with having conversations um, and building relationships with people. I think that'll really move us forward as a people. Tell us about the music side of things. When did you get into music? Absolutely. So when people ask me, where did I get my talents from? They're, they normally say, your parents are really not singers. So how did you get started in that? But growing up, um, growing up in the church, it gave me a platform to really sing because I never had a lot of self-confidence. Um, and the beautiful thing about my parents is they were musically versed. So my dad was always beating on something. And my mom was, was always humming these beautiful melodies. So she really couldn't sing like that. But it just it almost just led me to be really connected to sounds that made you move, um, sounds that had a great melody, but also conveyed the message of the gospel of Christ. And so the church was my platform. Um, I think I started singing about 16 or 17, and it pushed me forward. It, it pushed me to find my own voice, pushed me to sing with conviction. I mean, it really challenged me to go in scripture and say, hey, how can I put this message onto like a really, really great song to where people are moved by the music, but then they're wanting to know, what is this God that Ed is talking about? So that's pretty mm. much how I've gotten started. Love it. Have you had any great testimonies of people listening, your, uh, you know, finding it, stumbling across it on Spotify or YouTube and going, yeah, I actually want to find out about Jesus. Like, have you had any stories like that of, you know, ways your music has impacted people's lives? Yes. And it's what's so unique about it. It's, it's a humbling and a beautiful thing to where people who are struggling in their faith or people who are just like, I'm not even strong in my faith. I'm not even really a Christian. I don't even... I don't even take it seriously, but it's something about your songs that do that for me. So I'm a public school teacher, and last oh. year I was just going about life as usual, and it just so happened one morning the janitor walked by. She was saying, hey, Mr. Williams, man, I got to tell you, my dad doesn't even go to church. And to be honest with you, I don't think he's been to church in years, but your music came up, and it just stopped him in his tracks. And he was just like, what is that? 
And I started to smile because she was saying, you don't understand how major that is. I cannot get my dad to go to church. I cannot get my dad to read scripture. And it's something about the way you are presenting that song that makes him want to know more about God. And that just really, that that did it for me. Because I was saying to myself, that's the kind of response that I want. Not necessarily something that showcases how great I sound, but the fact that you can see that the gospel is in there somewhere and you want to know more about him. Ooh, I thought I had it figured out. Life was all about mm-hmm. Had to have the finest things Designer clothes But all that stuff Couldn't save my soul mm-hmm. But a real salvation Brought a change I found true life In Jesus' name mm-hmm. My walk, my talk Is not the same And I don't care If you call me strange Ooh. I'm Misfit, I don't fit in That's okay, I've been born again I'm kingdom-minded So that makes me different Yeah I'm a misfit
new music to Vision 180 and also brand new artist. That is Ed Williams. It's called Misfit. And Ed Williams has been my guest on tonight's show. We've been privileged to hear from him. Ed, tell us about that song, Misfit. What does it mean? Yes, first of all, thank you so much for sharing it. That's very major to me. I really appreciate it. Um, but the story, honestly, behind it, um, really, when, when, when we say that we're in the world but not of the world, one of my greatest challenges as a young person was feeling like I never belonged, um, particularly meeting Christ, being converted at a young age. It really helped me to see that I just don't fit in. No matter how hard I tried to, to sound a certain type of way, no matter how many times I tried to step out on my own, my own standards for God, it's like God just kept leading me back. And he eventually gave me a pathway that showed me that I will never be like those around me. And so when I say I'm a misfit, I don't fit in, that's okay. I've been born again. I've literally just accepted the fact that me being Christ-like will just never work out. But instead of me getting upset about it, I should take it in stride and just say, hey, if I can't follow you, follow me as I follow Christ. Um, and so I just want to make it, I want to make Christianity something that's not so dry and black and white, but help people to see like, yo, you're different. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually a beautiful thing. Um, I think people are more drawn to our differences than, than they are a lot of times what makes us common because it, it makes them curious about you. And so yeah. as I accepted my difference, I noticed that my witnessing really kind of went a next level. They asked me, why do you act like that? Why do you talk like that? Why do you interact with people like that? And I'm just like, hey, it's not me, it's Jesus. Yes, so good. Oh, it's been great to chat with you, Ed. I've really enjoyed it. What are you up to uh, as far as making music at the moment? I'm sure you've had uh, plenty of time to do that in lockdown. So, I mean, you've just released right here, but um, is there any more music coming soon? Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been working, like you mentioned, a lot during this time. I have a lot of time on my hands, but just continuing to make good content not necessarily per se an album, but just releasing something consistently, especially during this time that re- re-emphasizes hope, um, reconciliation to God, and just allows us to see that Jesus really is right here. So yes, I've been working on some things. Hopefully in the next month or two, I'll release another single. And after that, we'll see where the music takes us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for catching up tonight, Ed. I really appreciate it. And all the best uh, for the future in your music. And uh, thanks for sharing your heart once again on uh, what's happening in your country. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.